Our Old Testament reading this morning is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, starting with the sixth verse. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. What your eyes have seen, do not hastily bring into court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor puts you to shame? <coughs> Argue your case with your neighbor himself, and do not reveal another's secret, lest he who hears you bring shame upon you, and your ill repute have no end. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver, like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of the masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of a gift he does not give. This is the word of the Lord. Please read with me the catechetical review found on the inside of your bulletin on the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear and love and trust in God above all things. The second commandment. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. The third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Our epistle reading this morning is from the book of Ephesians, fourth chapter, starting with the first verse. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is only one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. Hallelujah.
The Holy Gospel according to Luke chapter 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of our Lord. We make the bold confession of our Christian faith in the Apostles' Creed on page 207. I believe in God, the Father, Father Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. I'd ask the children to come down front and join me here today. Yes, that's a pillow. Look at those pillows. So when you guys see pillows, what does that make you think of? Bedtime. Bedtime. Rest, right? Getting rest and all those things. Here's another couple pillows. There you go. So we hear this word in the gospel today. Hi, guys. Good morning. We hear this word in the gospel today, and it's Sabbath. And do you know what that word means? What does it mean? But yeah, so Sabbath means, Sabbath means rest. That's what that word means is to rest, okay? So sometimes we think of our, our physical rest and everything, but God gave us a special day, okay? And we call that the Sabbath, 
because that's our day of rest. And you know when the Sabbath is? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. And here we gather again with all of God's people in this place, right? Here we are. And you know what we're doing here? Why we do that? To hear about God and Jesus. And because of that, we are resting in Jesus and we hear about him because this is the day that he gave us to set aside to come together and to hear his gospel good news for us. And you know what that good news is? Look up there on the cross again. What's that good news? Jesus. Jesus died for our sins. That's right. He died on the cross for our sins. And because, and because of that, then over here in the waters of baptism, he delivered that to you in those waters of baptism. Forgiveness of sins for you. And so every time we come here, we get to rest in Jesus and get to hear that good news for us. Okay? We rest in him. Jesus is carrying the, the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but does Jesus I would say, yes, yeah. He's got more strength than we even realize. And he was powerful enough to defeat the devil and death and sin. So, yeah, I would say so. So shall we, shall we give thanks to God this morning that we have, we have rest in him and we get to rest in him? Let's pray. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, we give you thanks that you give us rest, that we have a Sabbath in you, because of what you accomplished for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, thanks guys. You can go back to your families.
Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Today is a gift. This is the day that has been given for us, that God has provided for his people. Well, you saw that we read this morning in our catechetical review the first three commandments that we find, which all have to do with our relationship with our God. And the third commandment says this, and if you would just read it with me one more time, just the third commandment, let's read it together. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching or his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Dear saints, every Sunday when you and I gather in this place, here in this building, as the saints of God, we joyfully once again hear the preaching of his word in our ears. And here just a little bit later, we have Jesus here for you and me in his holy supper. Forgiveness of sins. Strengthen in our faith once again as we hear this gospel good news from us. When we came in here today, again, in the divine service, you received the absolution from pastor, as from the Lord himself, that your sins are forgiven. Secondly, the good news of the gospel being preached to you here. And third, we partake of his holy body and blood for us. And because of all of that, dear saints, we walk out of this place today strengthened, and nourished. And this is not because of anything that we have done, but because of the work of Christ Jesus, our Lord alone, who redeemed us by his blood, defeating sin, death, and the devil forever. And because he rose again, we now have been resurrected from sin and death to rise like him in newness of life, as St. Paul reminds us in chapter 6 of Romans. We gather today in this common unity that we have as we are united, one body, because we are united with Christ and the same confession that we hold to in the scriptures. We celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday in the Christian church because this is the day that Christ rose from the dead, the third day. We celebrate this day around the world with Christians every Sunday. So what's the gift in the third commandment if it tells us that we should should not despise preaching and his word? What is the gift that we have there in the third commandment? It's simply this, that God gives us the gift of his word. His desire is that you and I will gladly hear it and learn it, inwardly digest it, hold it sacred. that it would be constantly on our hearts and our minds. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, the Psalms tell us. This day, this Sabbath in which you and I gather each week. Now clearly in the Gospel for today, looking at Luke chapter 14 and the first six verses specifically, which is my sermon text for today, we can see that there was a problem. 
Once again, the Pharisees invited Jesus to dine. The one who invited Jesus was most likely a high-ranking official of the Sanhedrin. You may recall that later on we know who the Sanhedrin are because they're the ruling class, uh, the court that, where Jesus is brought into for his uh, false trial because they were simply wanting to put him to death. As they always do, they invite Jesus to be the guest, not to honor him, but to find some way to trap him. And Luke draws this out here for us when he says they were watching him carefully. When we look at this, it's obvious that there's a setup here because you look at the man here who has this condition, this dropsy, how did he get there? He was brought there because he was being used by the Pharisees to trap Jesus once again to see what he was going to do on the Sabbath. Nevertheless, it all failed. And Jesus knew what was in their hearts, and so he asked them this question. He said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day or not? And after healing the man, he asked them another question. Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into the well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? They could not answer it. And the thing is, works of love were allowed even in the strictest of the Mosaic law. But these learned scholars didn't seem to know that. In fact, they probably most likely ignored it. And here Jesus, by showing his great love for the sick and suffering, heals this man on the Sabbath. The Pharisees despised Jesus. They despised his preaching and teaching. They did not desire to be taught by him, to humble themselves before him. They despised this son of a carpenter from that, that like, hick town up the road, Nazareth. Nothing good comes from Nazareth, they said. There's no way this son of a carpenter could be the Messiah, the son of God. They continued to accuse him. He's a blasphemer, they said. Clearly, these, these religious scholars, these elite, were not keeping the Sabbath. The very thing that they were accusing Jesus of, blinded by their own presumptions of what a Messiah looked like, they could not see that the very Son of God, the Word made flesh, that would give his life for the sins of the entire world, was there with them walking among them. If they had followed their, the scriptures, the prophecies, they would see that this Jesus who was born in Bethlehem was the one that was foretold of from the virgin. From the virgin. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Again, how could they be so blind and not seeing, seeing this? But their, their sin continued to cloud their judgment. For surely the Messiah would be like one of them. He would place himself on the throne in Jerusalem. So today, dear saints, what does this all mean for us then? When we examine ourselves in light of the third commandment, perhaps we can see where we have struggled, where we have sinned. 
Maybe from time to time we decide that sleeping in on a Sunday morning is a better idea. After all, you can catch up and watch the service online later on. Surely pastor will understand, everybody will understand. Or we just skip a week or two here and there for, for whatever reason. Then slowly, the devil sees opportunity and begins to pull you and I away from the joy of hearing the gospel, the good news for you, his supper for you. He may say, you're a good person after all, and you don't need to be here Sunday after Sunday. God knows your heart. But slowly we begin to drift further away from the gifts of God for us. There is no common unity when you and I are not here together. There is no common unity when we despise preaching of his word and his sacraments. And the enemy continues to use every opportunity that he has to cut you and I off from the body of Christ. Now, I am not saying that you need to be in church every Sunday to be a Christian, but being Christian means that you go to church because it's here that you receive these gifts and you hear the forgiveness of sins proclaimed once again for you. For it's here on this Sabbath day, this day of rest, that God invites us to hear his word and receive those gifts. When we're not here in this community of saints gathering, united as one in the body of Christ around his table to receive his benefits through his, his supper, it's not a good thing. And the entire divine service as we gather is centered around Christ and him crucified. In fact, even if I miss the mark in my sermon today, you hear throughout this divine service and you see Christ for you, Jesus for you. And as much as we like our mountains and our lakes and all of those things out here that we do and we get to do in the hills, we can't get the gifts unless we are gathered here as the body of Christ in this place. So dear saints, today, give thanks to God for the gift of his word today. This gift of the word made flesh, who dwelt among us, who was crucified, died and was buried, but rose again so you and I can have peace with God. So that we can have that peace, and in that peace we have true rest, a true Sabbath for us. Resting in the arms of the Father who continues to mercy us. And give us grace upon grace. Jesus tells us this. He says, come to me, you who are weary, and I will give you rest. In this rest, we have no fear of anything. The future, no matter what the world may bring us. Nothing can separate us from the love in Christ Jesus our Lord. As Paul reminds us. We rest in him. In this Sabbath. And from here to that day, when we will finally go to be with him and rest in him in eternal peace and joy forever and ever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.